the destruction of the entire planet isn't supposed to be fun. Maybe it's supposed to be terrifying. And unsettling. Please don't do that. And you should stay up Please. all night, every night, crying. When we're all 100% for sure gonna die! This is a critique. My name is Rudy Crown. I'm here today with my friend Eric's Mercedes, and he is a friend of mine that I've known since school, but he's done amazing things uh, like working with ESPN, Marvel. Uh, he's recently done a spec uh, shoot that's won a, a lot of awards, and I'm really glad that he's with me today. And today we're going to talk about Don't Look Up, directed by Adam McKay. So what's up, dude? Like, thank you so much for coming on. Nah, man, thank you for the invite, man. This is dope. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm so glad to see you, uh, see you on and stuff. So, I we uh, I just watched pretty much Don't Look Up. Well, well, not just watch, but I made an edit about Don't Look Up, and I wanted to talk to you about okay. it. And let me just do a kind of quick kind of recap of uh, of the story, so then we can kind of get into yes. it. So. Uh, Kate Dibiaski is an astronomy grad student at Michigan State, and she discovered uh, an, an identified comet. And so her professor, Randall, uh, Randall Mindy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, calculates that the trajectory of the comet uh, will come and impact the Earth within six months, killing all life in the process. So accompanied by the scholar Teddy Alguenthorpe, uh, Kate and Randall travel to the White House to present their findings. But they're met with apathy from the U.S. president, which is played by Meryl Streep, and present their findings, but are met with pretty much a resistance. Their attempt to inform the population through a television program also fails, and Kate's on-camera on antics go viral. So when Orlean becomes involved in a sex scandal, which is uh, one of the, I think, if not mistaken, uh, uh, one of the senators... Uh, she announces a threat of a comet to a to threat. No, wait, Orlean. Sorry, so Orlean's the president. I'm so mistaken. Orlean's the president. And becomes involved in a sex scandal. She announces a threat of a comet to divert attention. The news is finally spread to the media by the launch of a spaceship that can hit and divert the comet, saving the planet. However, the operation is canceled mid-flight with with Peter Ishrael, a tech billionaire and prominent funder of uh, the president discovers that the comet is composed of trillions of dollars worth of precious minerals and have become scarce that have become scarce on earth so with all this going there's a back and forth between saving the planet kind of political means and at the very end the comet ends up coming to hit the earth because of that failed plan and kills everything much uh, it kills kills everything much uh, everything on the planet so then we get mid credits um, where it's a thousand, uh, two thousand years later, and twenty-two thousand years later, and we see the presidential ship lands on this alien planet, mm -hmm. and the passengers wake up from this cryogenic uh, sleep, only to be confronted by this obviously predators on this planet that's like, <laughs> kind of murdering everyone on the planet. Yes. So that's pretty much that's pretty much the the gist of the story. The nudist planet, because <laughs> the, nudist, <laughs> the nudist planet, yeah. So um, just to start off. Did you see the, the post credits after that, though? 
Yeah, yeah, when Jonah yeah, Hill's yeah, like yeah. stuck on yeah, yeah. So there's a post credit scene where Jonah Hill is like stuck on Earth, and I think he's probably maybe the only <laughs> person on Earth uh, just stuck on on, on Earth. Um, but uh, when watching this film and stuff, what is? I guess my first question to you is, what is the first kind of thought that came into your brain before any analyzing of the film? Like, what's like the feeling that you had before? Like right after you finished it. Right after I finished it, I would say it was like it's too close to home. It it right. right? It was like, is this even a satire? Because it feels pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that's one of the things. So I just did a video, um, and one of the things I talk about in the video is like, so there's the. <clears throat> the critics gave this a 50, 57, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes and people, the, the, the audience gave it a 77. Okay. So a lot of the debate or a lot of the criticism is that this is too close to home. Mm -hmm. So it's not funny because it, it feels too real. Gotcha. So it's like, where's the humor? This shit feels too like on the nose, but I mean, but that's what it's, I mean, that's what a satire is. It's supposed right. to, you're crazy. supposed to get the analogy though right right yeah. so for for you what's the analogy that like when you kind of what did you feel like the movie was trying to say when you saw it or the metaphor you know what i mean like what was that for you i would say the the overall metaphor is climate change and how we treat it but mm. there were just little things about the movie that were just spot on on how we interact in social media right you know when she goes when she pretty much loses her shit on the like, what is it, the Rip show? Um, the Daily the Rip. Daily Rip, right? And then there's like memes right away. I'm like, all right, that has nothing to do with climate change, but it does. It's still making fun of us. Like the entire movie just made fun of our culture today, especially in America, right? Because they don't, you know, they don't talk about Europe. Everything takes place in the U.S. U.S. president, U.S. politics, U.S. capitalism, you know, millennials, boomers. It was just kind of like the overall analogy was climate change, but then those little things in there, it was like, damn, bro, like it's taking jabs, jabs, jabs. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that like that, like when I when I watched it, when I first when I finished watching it, like I felt bummed out because mm -hmm. it was just like, oh man, this is like this is actually right now mm -hmm. so it's not making fun of a like did you ever see idiocracy i did not uh, mike judge i did not okay so real quick before i, I don't want to go on a tangent but idiocracy is um a, the main character gets cryogenically frozen and ends up into the future like 2000 years into the future or something like something wild but when he get, when he gets into the future like earth is like there's no plants on the planet everyone's like really stupid like 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 beyond dumb everyone is an idiot so he's like the smartest person on on the planet even though he's just an average guy yeah. and and so that that's like a that's a satire because it's just it's so past what the world really is like yeah. obviously but this movie is so close that it it doesn't feel funny so when you watch it you feel shitty afterwards because it doesn't feel like yeah. it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a comedy it just feels like it's like oh yeah yeah that could actually happen so like it doesn't feel funny at all it's like it bums you the fuck out i mean it's not that it could actually happen it's it's happening right 
right, happening. Right, exactly. I think, right, right. In, in my opinion, it was funny. I was not bummed out. Um, but we do have this, um, I would say every single time we watch a documentary, like that's how you walk out feeling, right? You walk out feeling bummed out. At the end of the day, his message is like, wake up. We are the ones that can change this. So, you know, yeah, you can have a laughter here and there, but it's a call to action. Right, right. So do you feel like as a film, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's like something that is like film worthy because it feels like too much of a it is. call to action? No. Do you feel like it's too much of a call to action or if it's like a like, hey, like this is a film, but we're maybe not trying to entertain you. We're trying to like tell you a message and, and, and stuff. So like, does that feel like it's worthy when, when it comes to like a film being enjoyed, you know, because I can go mm -hmm. watch, you know, Spider-Man far from home and come out of it feeling like, okay, that was pretty cool. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But this movie, you come out of it and you're like, man, I, I think that, I think we're in danger, you know, like how, how does that compare to films like that to something like this for you? So the way I see it is like this. If you look at films history and why, like, films from the very beginning, there were propagandas, right? So mm -hmm. they were already called to actions. Then it developed, obviously, with sound and color and, you know, amazing editing and stuff like that. Then it developed into, you know, storytelling and entertainment. As far as filmmaking, I think he nailed it. You know, I don't think it should have gotten, like, a 50 or that the audience should have given it a 70 because I've also read that people who watched it, they're kind of like divided on it the way we are now. We're divided mm -hmm. on everything. Um, but as far as film, man, he did a great job. I was like, you know, watching it, it, it kind of felt like um, even though it was too on the nose, it's like there's no other way you can hide that. Yeah, like, what do movie. you... Like, how do you hide that in this do? type of movie, you know? <laughs> you can't. Right, right, right. Right. So, it's one of the things that I... One of the things that I compared it to is The Onion. Yes. Um, which is... Which is... Yeah, which is a... Uh, it started off as a journalistic satire, mm -hmm. right? So, in the very beginning, it was just very obvious. It was making fun of, you know, pretty much the world that, as it yes. is, right? Um, but... I, you know, looking in the onion, they started doing something which is really funny, which is they're taking real life stories that are ridiculous and putting it onto their website. Mm -hmm. So you kind of almost can't tell the difference anymore. So one of the one of the most recent things I saw, and I don't know if you heard, was there was these cops that were uh, fired because they were on Pokemon Go yes. instead <laughs> instead of. Uh, doing their job. They were trying to catch so, a, well, a slow poke, was it? Uh, a, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a snorlax. <laughs> and they got fired yes. for that. But so the onion would write shit like that, but then it's real <laughs> and it's also on their website. Yes. So it's not. So the boundaries of like, like satire and and what's what the reality of our world and stuff is so vague right now mm -hmm. that it's a movie like this is getting that kind of reaction where it's just like i don't know if i really want to see something like this because it just bums me the fuck out <laughs> when i'm done watching it because it's just like oh yeah this, that doesn't seem so far off because a lot of the movie is based on i mean even the president for example mm -hmm. is based on like a trump 
the Republican Party, a little bit of Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. Like it's all kind of mixed in, and it doesn't. It, it's shit we've seen, yes. so it doesn't feel like so crazy. Like oh my god, why is this president so nuts? Like there's this really cool. If you watch the, if you watch it again, yeah. in her, in her, in the Oval Office, the book shows, they're all filled with her books. Yeah, yes, and, her and, books. and not anything yeah. else. Right. So it's like those little weird touches that in in the movie that really, I, for me I appreciate this film a lot because there's a yeah. lot of little touches in the whole film that um, lets you understand the world that they're living in without having to say, hey, look. Yeah. The, you know, the president is corrupt or, hey, look, the military is corrupt mm-hmm. or, hey, look, the social media is bullshit. And it it doesn't have to slam you over the head, right. but it shows you in really funny ways how fucked up a lot of shit is. Uh, what I, what I, I think what I loved about it the most was the build up to it. Right here you have like two scientists doing what you would consider a boring ass job. Right. Because that's how they kind of like right, filmed right. it. She's just writing down, even figuring out that the comet was going to hit Earth at a certain time, that equation mm-hmm. part, I was like, oh, dude, this is this is brutal, you know? But this is science. It works, right? Like, this right. is what it's supposed to do. But no one took it seriously. And mm-hmm. that's the way scientists are being treated today. So that's, I think that's really, that's like the key element of this movie that is like, dude, they are... Not just with climate change, but even with the vaccine and the coronaviruses, you know? So I've always looked at science as like half-truths, right? You're not wrong. Your data is correct. But I know that it could be 20 years from now, 30 years from now, it's going to change, right? It's it's going to change with the culture. It's going to change with data. Someone's going to make a new discovery here and there. And that's usually... You know what happens. Um, funny story. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know like the background story with Meryl Streep, but she had some type of beef with Jonah Hill because oh, really? yeah, he kept calling her the goat, right? And she didn't. Oh, she I didn't understand what the goat was. <laughs> He's like, why does he keep calling me a goat? And then uh, this girl had to explain to her like, no, it means the greatest of all time. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, but even then at that point, I was like, damn, so she's out here making this movie and that's what she's upset about. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like when it comes to like also like acting. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Like so they're trying to make a movie about a message, right? Yes. Well, I'm ho- I'm thinking, right? So they're trying to make this like this message. But at the same time, while they're making this movie, they still have to deal with a lot of the the things that happen within their career mm-hmm. and a lot of the bullshit that even is even that's in the movie where it's a lot of their like the president cares about her appearance and getting elected yes. and stuff like that. There's the Ariana Grande part and Kid Cudi part where people care more about, uh, you know, celebrity than like what's actually happening. Or so, like even or even the fact that they have to listen to a celebrity like a singer or a rapper talk about it to get them to pay attention. Right, they wrote a song right, right. about the whole thing, you know, like, uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, even within the movie, like the movie itself critiques a lot of like, even what the actors outside of their, uh, outside of the movie do them. So like Leonardo DiCaprio took on the movie because it was a metaphor for climate change. And he loves so that. That's, like, that's why he did it. Yeah. So that's why he did the movie. Yeah. So, so for me though, it's like, um, I try to like, 
want to piece out kind of exactly in terms of storytelling why it works mm -hmm. for some people and why it doesn't work for some people and i think that we kind of already touched on that but it's just like the i think that a lot of people just didn't like it because of that thing because it felt too real mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a really kind of crazy kind of comedy but the director has done already um films like this did you see the big short i said i saw the big short so the big short all it has to i mean the movie is about the 2008 housing crisis mm -hmm. and the economy on paper like how the fuck does that sound funny yeah you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, I'm going to make a movie about the, the housing crisis. And it's just like, wait, dude, you, you just made Anchorman and Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Mm -hmm. How the, f what the fuck is this going to be? Like, it's such a leap yeah. to do something so crazy, but it's so engaging. And then he did Vice, Correct. which was about, which is about Dick Cheney. Uh, so a lot of his movies are really based in kind of the real world. Like very grounded stories that are actually true, but like kind of showing the insanity yeah. of like the world that we live in. And did you have you seen Succession? Not yet. You you kept telling me about that the show, right? Yeah, right. It's on HBO, and it's kind of the same kind of idea. It's very grounded kind of stories about like the super rich. It's about the super mm -hmm. rich and their control, and like how <laughs> insane their thing the the. Their, how insane their thinking is and how insane their power is yeah. in terms of how they like so you know ma manage and put their hands on everything it's really really inter it's super interesting super so interesting. just to compare like the big short uh to this movie uh don't look up and another movie also that i think is similar that actually made a change it's uh i think it was like parasite right but you know, mm. these big things happen, right? So you have the 2008 economic crisis, which that shit hit me because I graduated in 2008 and I couldn't get any job anywhere. You know, even though we graduated in sure, arts, sure. film, but I had to go back and work um, retail. And even then I had to wait a while because so many people applied. I think the biggest thing out of that is like, these huge things are happening, but the people in power, they're comedic themselves. Like the fact mm -hmm. like that these people have the power to cause such an effect on the rest of the population in this country, I think that's what he's trying to get at. So if you're if you I mean, I don't I don't wanna like I would say if you feel hurt about it, then that's because it mm -hmm. kinda like made you look in the mirror. Mm. You know what I mean? Like at the, at this like I saw this movie. I thought it was hilarious. I definitely saw you know parts of of me where I was like, yo, I love these memes though. You know, these people take themselves too seriously, right? When especially like uh, politicians now. I'm like, like I understand that you know Donald Trump was the last president, but now I look at Biden and I find him just as equally comical. Mm -hmm. You know, and even like, you know, even the people in Congress and stuff like that, you know, uh, people talking about the riot uh, of the uh, that took place January 6th, you know, and now they're backtracking their words. And it's like, man, you guys would just say anything to win the public, which means you you really don't care about the issues that are happening. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, when I see these films like The Big Shore and, and this one, and like I said, Parasite, uh, and the reason why I say Parasite is because Parasite, to me, I also thought it was a dark comedy, but it mm-hmm. actually caused a change in its country, right? Laws were changed. Mm-hmm. People saw it and it's like, hey, now we're being stared at. People are making fun of us because of this movie. Let's actually, you know, put some laws in place to change this. Did it actually change? Right? I don't know. I don't live there, but is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like laws, laws were implemented because of the movie. Oh, really? You know, it's like, hey, you know, there are people living in basements and stuff like that. You know, maybe I'm being too ignorant. Like I said, I don't live there, but from what I read, there were laws implemented because of the film. Hmm. Well, I mean, so like, I think that like. It's crazy for me because I think that films have films have that power. Mm-hmm. Like films have always. You actually mentioned it earlier, where a lot of the films were like pro- propaganda, yes. right? Like some of the most famous, well, some of the most famous things ever filmed in the very beginning were used to be pro- propaganda. You know, we're, we're talking about World War Two yes. co- propaganda for the Nazis, and even before that, we're talking about a really famous film. Um, that was a really, re- really racist film, which is uh, um, a Birth of a Nation, yeah. which is not the newest one, not the remake, the original <laughs> one. <laughs> Correct. Which is yeah, yeah, which is used to kind of, kind of uh, engage, uh, kind of uh, Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. uh, um, members to kind of come and join. So film, film is super strong. Yes. Um, if if you understand that side of it, right? Super mm-hmm. film is super strong to to put out a message try to change minds, try to change all these kinds of things. Do you feel like something like this in our time right now had that effect? Do you think people who watch this that maybe weren't aware of like climate change, climate change would like kind of think about it a little bit and like, Oh, okay. Like, you know what? Maybe I should probably think about this kind of stuff. Or you think these are the kind of movies now in the current time that kind of just get overlooked and it's just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I think it might feel like it gets overlooked, right? But then I think it's like May 5th is like Earth Day. And then I see like Mm. the big people rallying up and protesting. And it's kind of like, oh man, like people are paying attention, you know, because that's Mm. something I've never seen before, you know? So there's there's parts of me, I guess, is like in my immediate circle, like I don't know anyone that's doing anything to kind of like stop climate change. And I think it's because... Mm the entire world has to be in it together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if these guys are not in it, there's no way that what I'm doing is going to help out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just today, there was a meeting. Uh, I, was in a, I was in a meeting for you know, one of the companies that I work for, and they were talking about greenwashing their videos. And that is when... What does that mean? Correct. So, so it's when you put out an ad and you say... Hey, we're, you know, we're recycling plastic and we're doing this to change the world and stop CO2. And it's like, you're not stopping it. Stop lying. You know, so they, so now these companies are being sued. People are suing these companies because they're like, you're really not doing that. You're just putting that in your ads to get people to buy it, to get people to right. buy your product. You know, so when I hear stuff like that, it's like, who who's actually suing these companies? Right. These are the people that actually want change. So even though I do think that sometimes it escapes, there's somebody out there that makes this their main life mission. Like, hey, you know, like we got to hold 
these big companies accountable and tell them to at least stop lying. Let's start there because they're making money out of this. Let's go green and let's uh, fix climate change. Yeah. Do you like I think um, I think that. Well, okay. so I think that I keep thinking about the word like cynicism and and being cynical. And when it comes to filmmaking Mm -hmm. and when it comes to what you just talked about, I think a lot of it maybe comes from the idea, at least for me, where I know how stuff is made. Mm -hmm. And especially especially what you're talking about, right? Like how you're just like, okay, stop bullshitting. We're not like, what are we doing? Right. Does that I think that. I guess our take from I, uh, for me, I really love the movie, Yeah, but Agreed. I can understand, I could understand how maybe it's a little bit full of shit because it's just like, well, who's really going to care because it's just a movie. We're just watching a movie and it's just like, okay, it's, it's cool entertaining, but that's not right. That's not, what is that really? Is it really going to change how actual shit works? Yeah. Because, you know, people, when I first watched the movie, I'm not even kidding. When I first watched the movie, I had no idea that the metaphor was about climate change. Okay. Yeah. I I thought it was more about like, like just kind of how we are. So it was just kind of like COVID or politics. I would say definitely, so just, definitely politics and capitalism, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I didn't automatically, I didn't automatically think oh, this is about climate change until I literally saw Leonardo DiCaprio talking about it. Oh, yeah, no, this film was about it. I was like, oh, okay, I I could get it. But I think that's part of the genius of the movie is that you can insert anything in the movie and it could still be a metaphor for how we react to, like, actual, like, world-ending shit. Like, you could put Godzilla in this movie and it would be Godzilla memes. It would be mm-hmm. not people believing that there is no Godzilla. Uh, you know right. what I mean? Like it could be any, it could be anything. You could insert insert whatever, and it would be the same message. 100%. You know what I mean? So I think that's like part of the genius of the film that it can that for at least for me, I didn't understand. I didn't get what it was about at the very beginning because you can take whatever you want from yeah. it. So I think that like well, at least like working in film and stuff like that. Um, do you feel like you're maybe a little bit, do you feel like you're cynical when it comes to shit that you watch? Like you feel like, okay, well this is not, I get that this is a, a film that I'm watching, but do I really give a fuck about like Mm -hmm. much else? You know, do I really care about what it's trying to say or am I really focused on the story and like what it's trying to mean, what it's trying to say more than anything? I think, uh, when I watch a movie now, I watch it, you know, obviously I'm trying to be a filmmaker. So it's just kind of like, that's how I watch it as a filmmaker. So I, I definitely look at story first and I, I, I did notice the analogy right away, but I don't think the movie is going to make a big impact. Right. You know, the movie, it, it, it was enough for it, for people to start talking about it. It got us talking about it. But I don't think it's going to rile up a whole bunch of people and say, hey, let's stop this. And I don't think politicians are going to watch it and say, hey, we got to implement laws. You know, like (laughs) that's not that's not what the movies is going to do. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. I thought it was fun to kind of like, you know, watch us and kind of like made fun of us. And I was like, oh, that's exactly how we are. That's hilarious. 
you know, but mm. not everyone is like that. You know, some people see that and they get offended and sometimes they don't like it or they come out, like you said, kind of like, oh, damn, like I feel like shit now. <laughs> you know? Right, right. That's yeah, that's like how I felt. I was just like after watching it, I was just like, oh, man, like we fucking suck. Yeah, like, this is like really OK. Terrible. And then, We're so my question to you is, you felt like that after the movie. Did you do anything to change? Like, <laughs> right, no, no, yeah, not right, right, right. No, I mean, not anything that I haven't been doing, yeah. you know, like at all. So like, no. And this is not, Definitely and this right. is not the only movie that kind of holds a mirror on us, right? There's been other short films. There's been sure, other movies sure. that talk about, um, you know, current events, kind of like black lives matter or, you know, a person of color getting sure, shot by sure. the cops, you know, and, you know, do you like what? Do you like watching films like that? Do you like watching no. films that? Are- no, I know. I can tell you right now. If I know movies about that, I don't watch it. Why do you think that is? Though? Um, because I know I'm gonna feel like shit. I know I'm gonna be angry. You know, um, mm. I. So one of the things that one of the reasons why I even got into filmmaking, to be honest with you, is because mm. I kept reading about all these kind of like manipulation and you know, brainwashing and those other other stuff. And as much as I love filmmaking, I know that there's like these little things in movies or watching the news or watching cartoons that can make your brain just change at least 1%. So when I was like teaching these certain kids how to do film and media, I told them, I'm like, yo, stay away from that because I'm a, I'm an, like, I'm a grown man. And I can watch it and have self control, but if you if you get a teenage black kid to watch a movie like that, they're gonna feel anger and they're gonna feel a certain type of way against the police. So their attitude and their behavior changes when they actually interact interact with a cop. So I hate watching movies like that. You know, if it has to do with like anything where like a black person is like getting shot or something by like. You know, or something racist is happening. And there was a couple. There was a couple. There was a couple last year where, uh, even maybe the year before, where mm-hmm. it was about literally, uh, kind of the black experience in this country. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, I know what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. But do you think making those kinds of films are important, though? Regardless, like even though you won't watch them, do you feel like making them is an important thing to do, or is that something that, like, if you were, if I were to, if I were to be a studio mm-hmm. and I said, "Here's a hundred million dollars, make what you want," like, would you make something like that, or would you try to do something different? I wouldn't make anything like that. Why is that? Why wouldn't you do something? Um, like that? I just feel kind of like it's. It's kind of the service to like the real victims, in in my opinion, right? Like, mm. if if you tell me to make a documentary about it, to go and interview these people, I would do that. But to take their story and try to make it something else, at the end of the day, we're still making money from this, right? And mm. and mm-hmm. and at the end, and these films, you gotta you gotta question whether they're actually doing something to help that cause, and they are not. Mm-hmm. Right there was there was there was one particular short film that I saw with Joey Badass, um, and it was kind of like a freaky like like Friday the Thirteenth where he would die and he would wake up every time. Mm-hmm. Well, every mm-hmm. time he woke up, he would die under the hands of the police. 
Okay. Right? And this was like 15, 20 minutes short film. Got Oscar nominated. And I'm like, don't, I'm like this. The only reason I got Oscar nominated is because this happened after uh, this gentleman got shot, got killed by the cop and brought during coronavirus. You know, and then this is it George, George Floyd? Floyd, you know, so right after he got shot, this movie comes out and I, I, I didn't feel good watching that. I was like, this is bullshit. Like all you're doing is getting black people, you know, riled up, feeling a certain way. And how is this movie even like the, you guys donate to his family? Um, what are you guys doing mm-hmm. in terms of like trying to change this narrative? I guess that's being put out here in this country or, or all around the world. I mean, I, th- I think that there's a fine line between, um, uh, you know, when it comes to exploiting, yeah. exploiting. And that um, felt like, to me, that felt like exploiting. Yeah. So does this film, see, here's the thing about, seriously, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So a movie like this, does that feel like we're exploiting a real thing that we're going to have to deal with? Or is this kind of like, should they even make a film like this, you know? I think this movie was well made. I think it came out at a really good time. I don't think they were really exploiting anything. Um, mm. Just because kind of like, th- there's just so much underlying issues aside from climate change that people are like, we don't have time for that. I think that's really what's going on. That there's just some... There's so many other stuff that we care about that people are just kind of like, well, we don't got to deal with it, right? This is years later, <laughs> or at least we think it is. Right. But then these wildfires keep happening and all this other shit, you right. know? And it gets fucking so cold that like, right. like people get stuck on the highway for like 24, 48 hours. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I mean, it's that's so this is this is where going back to the beginning when I said I think science is like half truths, where it's like. I think they do know shit about climate change. I just don't think they know like how fast it's happening and it's happening so quick or maybe people are, maybe so many people are just catching it with their phones that I'm like holy shit, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, no, it's 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 crazy because I think that like um I wanted to do a a review about a um uh a film not to go too much on on a tangent. It was about uh did you ever see the movie um Menace to Society? Of course. <laughs> so there's uh so the Criterion started doing a 4K um um resu- uh, 4K uh releases of like you know obviously their collection mm-hmm. right but there's only four right now so one of them was Menace Society one of them is uh I think Citizen Kane and then there's a another Asian movie I can't remember the name but anyway so it just came out a couple months ago, and I was like, I need to cop that 4K yeah. like Menace to Society thing, like, and it's sick, right? So I'm, I put it on. I was like, I hadn't seen it in years, of and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, damn, like a lot of the film feels dated in terms of the kind of like the messaging that it's trying to mm-hmm. send, because like in the very beginning. Um, obviously for those who haven't watched it, there's the, the beginning where the, the Korean clerk, get killed. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're very, it's very stereotype racist Korean caricatures. And also the black characters are super stereotypes too, of like what gangbangers are supposed to like act and be like. But at the same time, 
I was talking to a friend of mine who's a writer mm-hmm. and I was just like, I want to kind of talk about this film, but like I'm trying to find the angle. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, is a film like this important? Is it important to talk about because of the timing and when it came out of and like the ex- the black experience? Or is this kind of one of those things where now it feels dated because, you know, like, it, you know, it's it's so long ago. So the, So for me, I kind of have the same kind of feeling when it comes to this movie where it's really, really topical now. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was made is very much like, hey, like this is how shit is. Look how crazy yeah. it is. Pay attention. But then, I don't know, give this movie 10 years. Well, it's been more than what 10 it, years now, right? Say, say, no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Don't Look okay. Up. Don't Look Up. I'm like, like so what, So this movie, let's give it 10 years from now. How would Look Up be received? Would it be one of those, oh, man, like they should have paid attention 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Look at the movies they were making. Or it would be one of those things where, oh, my God, look how dated and look how silly like this film was because you know, no, I don't. Nothing happened. You know? I do not think it's gonna be dated. I, I mean, although I don't think anything is gonna happen to like the planet at one time. This is something that's been happening from year like since years ago. I remember Al Gore. That's the main thing he ran on. What's climate right, change? Right. And people ignored him then. They're like, bro, get out of here. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> right? And they elect <laughs> right and they elected they elected Bush. Right. Right? right? So, you know, now we're here, now we're here in, you know, 2022, watching this film, and it's still talking about the same thing. People people keep ignoring this. People keep ignoring the science. You know. How many times are they going to say, hey, man, you know, the sea levels are rising because of you know, global warming and the ice capsules are melting, right? right, um, right. Like I said, I think the interesting part is that there's more videos out there that are actually capturing these things, right? We get to see the tsunamis that are happening after earthquakes. Uh, we got to see the earthquake in Haiti, uh, the tsunami in Japan. Like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, dude, that's that's crazy to me. So, so do you, do years from now, you years from now, it's not going to be dated. It's just going to be like, you, look, we saw this and like, we're still not paying attention. Right. And do you feel like, um, so like, I, I, I guess I, I think for me is like, is there any part of the film that you feel that you can remember was something that was really well done and memorable. Like at least for me, and I'll just give you an example. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things that the film did really really well was like s- stuff a lot of how the world works without having to say it so directly. So one of the funniest things for me was when Jennifer Lawrence when when they're all waiting to to talk to the president. It's like in the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. they're all waiting to talk to the president. And one of the, uh, one of the generals uh, <laughs> that's there goes and gets snacks mm-hmm. and waters and stuff and comes back and, charges and them. then get, charges them for it. Right. But throughout the whole movie, you know, Jennifer Lawrence uh, really soon after mm-hmm. that though, Jennifer Lawrence finds out that the shit is free mm-hmm. and they paid this, they paid this guy who was a fucking general. Mm-hmm. Like they paid him, and they're trying to figure out why the fuck would they 
Why the fuck would he do something like yeah. that? So the whole movie that she's trying to just really figure out what the fuck was going on. It's a power play. <laughs> yeah, power play, right? But for me, for me, it's at least my take on that 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 bit, which is it wasn't just this thing to which is improvised, obvious, right? Which was really funny and stuff. So it is. It wasn't that. It wasn't the, just that it was funny, and you know, but the reason why it's also strong out through the film too is because at least my take on it you tell me if you have a different idea but it's it's a little commentary a little commentary on how the military works in our in this country where it's just like they they ask for money for shit that they don't really need which is what the military is there's there's been documentaries and stories and and articles about how the military um buys jets that that's they don't use i didn't even i yeah. didn't even think of that at all yeah there's 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 you know there's things that you can you hear there's a very really good um um short doc that vice did about um iraq where there was a whole base that they that they just left but there was it was filled with hummers it was filled it was had helicopters in it still it was filled with all this machinery and weapons and stuff. Well, all the shit they left now recently too. Exactly right. Exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Like it's, 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 uh, what's the best way to put something like that, that it's money, money wasted because you buy it, wasn't used, it Mm -hmm. gets left behind. Then other people take it and and do what they want Mm -hmm. with it and stuff like that. So that little part in that film said that to me when i saw it it was just like oh that's what they're talking about the film is the film is filled with stuff like that that it talks about stuff so i think that's like the genius for me at least when i was watching the film that it's like oh like you guys are talking about so much more things than just that happened yeah right except yeah that then just climate change exactly that is such an interesting take i did not think anything of like the military at all when it came to that Cause and that's probably because I read like, uh, like that part that she kept bringing it up, it was like improvised. So like no one would tell mm-hmm. her bring it up. She would just bring it up on a take, and mm-hmm. it just ended up making the film, I guess, a lot more funnier. Um, right, right. Because it was an ongoing. Yeah. Joke. So I, I think I never, I didn't think of that. I think that's very interesting. When I saw that part, I just saw it as like civil chaos. And I don't know if you ever, sure, sure. You know, I don't know if you heard that term where it's like someone just does something to like fuck up your mind. <laughs> right, right, sure. I mean, I mean, I think that I think that civil chaos is is in part of the director and yeah. the editing, but I think that there's a, like another meaning there that where it's yeah. talking about like exactly how bloated the military he is. is. He I mean, is a general. He is military. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, and I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's even the. Um, you know the 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 Elon Musk, you know Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. ca- character, where he has so much power that he literally tells the government what like they no, need to don't do this, and and they could have saved the world, but they right. didn't because this one guy said no. We found right. you know we found some type of element that's gonna make us a lot of money. Yeah, 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 exactly Uh, right. So, and that's that's like that's a commentary on how 
Facebook or Metaverse mm -hmm. and how Twitter and how Amazon and all that stuff affects I think literally how the world works. Yeah. So I think that's the part that stuck with me the most, right? Where they could have saved the world, but they didn't because they decided to go the capitalist route, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, being in like being in the US, dude, like cap capitalism makes this country, but to what extent, right? I, yeah. Um, these factories, right? These factories that I guess harm the planet, they have the option to shut down, but they don't. And what ends up happening is that not only do they poison the people that are around the town, they also poison the workers and they don't care. They, you know, they, they don't shut down. Um, I just, right. I, I just recently saw something, uh, I think it's about a factory that opened up in the eighties, right? It was, is a, mm -hmm. It was a factory that was owned by a Chinese billionaire. He opened up in Texas. And, you know, Texas was like, sure, absolutely, because you're going to provide over, you know, 1,500 jobs. Well, all those people that worked for that factory are now sick. Hmm. And, you know, they were producing plastic. And it got to the point that the waste was getting into the river. So all even if you didn't hmm. work in the factory, now the people who are drinking that water... You know, they got some type of cancer contamination, the people that work there, and no one, they don't have the health care. Mm. I think that, like, I think that's, like, the power of filmmaking at its core right. is that you can, you can talk about stuff that maybe isn't, like, digestible, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's something like you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks to go watch this shit where I'm going to be bummed out at the end, of, which is totally fine. Yeah. Which, because film is, is a little bit of escapism, like, I believe that wholeheartedly, but I think it also has this superpower where it can yeah, kind of, when it can kind of, like, activate this kind of, like, oh, look, man, look how, the, look how that shit's, like, look how that shit is, but that's why there's so many kind of, like, sub, sub films where it's, like, you know, we have our documentaries, mm -hmm. we have stuff like this, which is, like, you know, really sad, like, it's a satire, right. like, really, it's a, it's a satire. I love the way and you put it, that it's like the, the, it's like the onion, it's like, <laughs> and like, so yeah. it got, it got so crazy that some people don't even, like, wait a second, is this a real article, <laughs> you know, is this a real story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, for sure, for sure, I, I think, I think making films like this is super important, wow. even though they are I don't want to say the word preachy because I feel like that has like, like a negative connotation, but it is trying to tell you something. It, it is, it's an allegory, mm -hmm. right? Like in a, a good allegory is a story that has a, uh, a, a lesson at yeah. the end of it, right? Through political, through social kind of, uh, social critiques. Yeah. And at the very end you have like, uh, uh, you have a lesson mm -hmm. that you need to learn. And I think it's important. I think for sure they're super important and stuff. So, um, I think that one of the last things that I just want to kind of get into is, uh, before we go away is what is something that you took away from the film as a filmmaker, as maybe, I don't want to say maybe a lesson, but maybe, maybe something that you learned in terms of maybe something that you feel that you could maybe, uh, take and put in your tool bag. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I can see how that would work for me so yeah so maybe like a lesson for sure like what's a lesson that you think that you would uh that you took away from watching this film i would say um you know when i watch a movie i also love reading 
the behind the scenes story of like things that happen on set. Um, one of the things that I did read was the director, um, at some point, Meryl Streep, she just couldn't get like the part right. And they mm. spent all day um, filming her, I guess, her lines and her reactions when she was in the Oval Office. So mm. like, you know, like spending those days. And as a filmmaker, I was like, okay, so maybe if someone's not nailing that, you know, that's something that I can do is just focus on reactions, focus on different type of lines that we can later add on as, you know, in editing, in the editing process. As a mm. filmmaker, that's one of the things that I looked up to. Um, I think for me, the human part of the movie was the ending. Right when he's sitting down with his family, and the fact that he knew that he was dying kind of like humbled him and made him go mm. back to his wife and his kids. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. and as yeah. as a person, I was like, damn, how many times? You know, when you're because he had his fifteen minutes of fame, and he went on and he and he did all his dirt, mm. right? But once he realized like there's yeah, no saving. Yeah. Hey, let me go back here. Let me spend those last mm -hmm. moments with the people that really care about me. No, that's interesting. I didn't. You know, it's not even. It's not even like, oh, let me go. You know, with the people that I love. It was like, let me go with the people that care about me. The people that just accepted him with open arms, like nothing, and forgave him so fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like that's the people you should have been with to begin with, man. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of I, I a lot of a lot of the reason why this movie works is because it has those kinds yeah. of things. It has those arc these arcs of these characters, yeah. while trying to tell you a message. Like it's really hard to do. There, it's the movie is juggling a lot of so things. Man. It's juggling, it's juggling the message it's trying to give to you. But nothing it's got lost. Right. Nothing got exactly lost, and right. it didn't go in right. a, like nothing it didn't go in a tangent. It didn't it didn't change the subject at this. Everything was right, still surrounding right. the comment, and I think that's what I love right. about it, that right. you have this right. big problem, but then there's all these little subplots, even within the characters themselves. Exactly. You know, even right. like... No, it's so true. Fucking uh, Jonah Hill and his character, right? And yeah, at the end of the... Yeah, and, the yeah. and what happens at the end? They leave his ass behind. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the movie, the movie I, I really think the movie is like, super well done and it's a it's a shame mm -hmm. that it's just not getting the props that i think it deserves yeah. uh, but it's just it's just doing so well so before i let you go um i one of the things i like to do is i talk i i read a couple of the uh, uh criticisms mm -hmm. of the movie real quick and uh to kind of see like what's what people say that are good about it and what people say that are good or uh, bad about it so this is from the um allison wilmore from the new york time uh, new york magazine and vulture she gave this a rotten rating. Uh, she wrote, McKay's movies are not particularly pointed in their satire, and as time goes on, have increasingly settled into their preferred form of a harangue. So she's just kind of sick of kind of how he keeps making these same kind of mm -hmm. movies, but I don't know. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty great. Um, there's a uh, David Fear, who is a Rolling Stone critic. He wrote, uh, Don't Look Up is a blunt instrument in lieu of a sharp razor. And while McKay may believe that we're long past subtlety, it doesn't mean that the it doesn't mean that one man's wake up sheeple howl into the abyss is funny or insightful or even watchable. Mm. 
Damn. <laughs> harsh, 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 harsh. Um, this is uh this last one I want to read is uh um not the last one I want to read but the, one of the last negative ones I want to read is uh, uh Gary M Kramer from Salon.com. Don't look up makes a few decent points and gets a chuckle or two, but mostly it is laden with uh when it could uh it, it is laden when it could be farcical slug uh be farcical sluggish when it could be screwball. This end of the world comedy should have been just more fun. Mm. But that's one of those things that I keep. That's what I was. We were talking about. It's just like is shit like how how can shit be fun when it, shit is so crazy that it's real life is real. crazy. Right, 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 right. So how more screwball can this movie have been? Really, you know what I mean? Like, like really, without it being a a without being without this movie being anchored. Yeah. And then it would have been just stupid. It would have been like, okay, dude, we've seen this before. Correct. Like we've seen, you know what I mean? But like, I think the approach I think was fucking genius. You know, you know so it sucks, but I'll, I'll read one, one, um, positive one, <laughs> one positive one. <laughs> so this is Mara Reinstein from us weekly. Uh, she gave it a positive. She said, please ignore that instruction or else you'll miss out on a so sharp. It hurts satire that skewers our current state of politics technology and celebrity culture within the context of an asteroid headed to earth so it's it's just i think this movie was so it is i think that's she put it right mm -hmm. this movie is so sharp and so spot on that you can't ignore how good that is because like shit yeah. to get it that good even though it's not a real it's not something that's happened because a lot of his movies up until right now, a lot of his movies have been something that has happened in the real mm -hmm. world, right? The Big Short yeah, was real. Exactly. The, uh, the Cheney movie, Vice, was real. This wasn't real, but fuck if it felt, didn't feel real. Correct. The shit felt too real. Correct. Um, yeah. So you know, you know that he wrote this movie before the pandemic, right? I didn't know that. Well, no, he he wrote that. it. He wrote it before COVID, and when COVID happened. He actually dialed stuff back because it felt oh, it no felt way. like we were it felt like so I guess when people were reading it, you know, they told him like, hey, this is happening right now. And he's like <laughs> he's like, What do you want me to do? So he had to go back and rewrite. No yeah. way. Because no I guess it was That's like crazy. what he had was so spot on and it started happening that he was just like, damn it, you know, like I like I guess he didn't want it to be a feel bad movie, but he still wanted it to be a, a funny call to action. And at this, you know, it's like this, you can only do so much to dial your movie back and change it. Right. So. Right. Right. Especially if it's already done. It's, if it's already done, you know, he said that COVID slowed down the process that is supposed to be out before then. But now it just, I guess the, the, even though it was about climate change, it kind of felt like the end of the world because we were shut down. You know, with COVID and everything, it's like it felt like the world was sort of ending, man. It felt like we went, we were going through a zombie apocalypse. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, and and yeah. even though that was happening, you still had your stupid politics going on, right? Yeah, then yeah. you know, then you had like the internet with the memes and the whole division within within you know Facebook and Instagram and all that. Right, right. So. Yeah. That's hilarious. I think it's. Well, I think it was a wet, like you said. I think it was a geniusly made movie, man. 
Yeah, no, super good, super good. So I'm going to just uh, finish this with a couple of little trivia of the movie and things maybe that you didn't know or you didn't know. So Jennifer Lawrence filmed most of her scenes with a broken tooth. And due to the restrictions of uh, in place during COVID, she couldn't, she couldn't get it fixed. So her missing tooth was added in post-production. So that's like a, a quick trivia. Also, Jonah Hill said that his character was based on what if the Friar Festival was a person? Yeah, the Fire Festival, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, fe- I and, felt so uh, bad for the editor with the veneer. I was like, oh, fuck. Whoever whoever has to add this <laughs> tooth back in, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, when asked whether President Orlean uh, is a Republican or a Democrat uh, in the film, the director said uh, he didn't reveal it, but he answered with, I don't think either party has much to be proud of over the last 40 mm-hmm. years. Um, yeah, so uh, so that's kind of a couple of the the little trivia kind of things about the movie. Um, I really, I really do, I really do feel like it's a shame that this movie isn't um, so highly regarded and talked about a lot more. I think it came out and it had that buzz, but then it just died down when people watched it. So I hope that it wins some awards, at least to capture. I hope so too. Um, I hope so too. Yeah. I hope it wins some awards to really kind of cement it at least, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Adam McKay's movies have won anything no. yet. This one, this one though, like it, it makes fun of everybody. And like, I haven't seen it in any news station. I haven't heard like any media talk about it, but then he also makes fun of the media itself. Right, right. The yeah. daily yeah, rip, <laughs> you know, it's like everyone, everyone's equal. Yeah, everyone's equal to get yeah. to get made fun of. So, um, but that's pretty much uh, it. I think my only my last kind of thing is what I got from this film is that I think it's always important to uh, speak your truth and the things that you want to do, and even if maybe they're not the most popular things. And I think that is always something that, as a creator, you want to battle with because mm-hmm. you want to please. And want to be popular, you want to do the cool thing, or you want to do the popular thing. Mm-hmm. But something like this, I feel like, really rubs people the wrong way, or rubs people the good way. And I think that if you can do that, I think you're good. I think that you, I think that that's what you aim for. I think that's the highest, the highest thing you can aim for in filmmaking is doing something that you genuinely uh, feel passionate about and doing it well. Because mm-hmm. you can also have this movie, and it could be also shit. It could also be like oh man like this thing wasn't funny it wasn't well done it wasn't all that kind of stuff and i don't think there's anything really wrong with this movie i think it was super well done and props to adam mckay to like 100 improving improving his kind of craft and killing it pretty much so um that's pretty much my take on it so um last but not least just dude i just want to thank you for taking your time today i know it was kind of a uh, a little last minute and everything, but no, thank dude, you I, for coming I on enjoyed and, it. and talking you, to me about it. I, this yeah. is what like this is what we love doing, talking about movies, you know, dissecting yeah, them dude. and shit like that. So. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully, I can bring you on for a couple more and stuff. So uh, just thank you very much for coming, and thank you uh, for everyone who's listening. Yeah. And hopefully, I'll see you and uh, not see you, but hopefully, you guys will hear me on the next. No one. doubt, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, man.